Welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison King. So I was just laughing. We posted last week. I don't remember what day. Like, hey, what are you grateful for? I messaged Allison and I was like, what are you grateful for today? And she said, um, quiet moments, unexpected blessings, and sensing the small growth and changes in those around me. And I was like, aw. She just got back from the beach, right? And I said running water, pancakes for dinner, and friends that hold my feet to the fire. (laughs) So, you know, God works through all of those things. He does. And the funny thing is that next week we could totally have the opposite answers. I may be saying what you said this week and vice versa. Y'all, life is a little roller coaster-ish, right? Mm -hmm. It so is. They said life is a highway. They lied. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Life is kind of like a Except train Except for when they, that song that's Highway to H-E Double Hockey Sticks. Yes. There you go. So you know what's funny? One time someone said, do you want some intro music like when you come on the stage? Uh-huh. And um, I don't know if they're prepared. I suggested that song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Highway. Anyways, the faces around the table were not as amused as I was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Well, you always keep people on their toes. Exactly. Good thing. That's a good thing. I mean, how was your week, y'all? Did you survive? Yeah. Yeah. What What was our question? What have you? What are you specifically grateful for? Yeah. What are you thankful for for this week? I mean, it may be running water. Yes. And Um, here's the funny thing: is I've always told my husband I want to go camping. (laughs) He looks at me, goes, "You are not a camper, girl." And that was proof that I'm not a camper because I'm whining. I mean, even my 11-year-old was like, hey, mom, um, we should be grateful that we have electricity and a roof over our heads and food. And I just stared blankly at him like, now's not the time, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they had an issue with their well at their house. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It happens. Yes. Yes. We actually also had a water issue. Oh, Somebody down the road, you know, new construction, blah, 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 cut a pipe to put in some sort of irrigation. And then the rest of us on the street got to have literally brown water because it disturbs the pipes and stuff. Um, I would freak out. Forever. Like, yeah, it was a mess. How long? Well, I wasn't here. Oh. But the boys, so the boys handled it. Okay. But it makes all your toilets gross. Yeah. All your bathtubs, you know, when you, and then Ooh. the ice machine. <gasps> I mean, it's just a debacle. But anyway. See how much God loves her? She didn't have to be here for that. <clears throat> I, I got to skip that one. Nice. Just hear about it. Well, as I sat at the beach, yes. I ran across Psalm 34, specifically verses 1 through 9. Okay, give it to me, girl. And if y'all have listened um, long enough to Center in the Saint or have been near me at all, you know I love a little list, a oh, little type A. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I like to be organized. Um, and, and God doesn't give us lists because, you know, he wants this relationship and he doesn't want it to be this robotic thing that we have with him um, where we turn it into a checklist. Right. But I always find them. What? Do people do that? Do they actually turn Christianity and religion into checklists? Oh, isn't that an odd thing? Huh. To huh. Who would have thunk thought? It? 
Well, I thought I'd read it because it gives it context. Okay. Um, It's from the message translation, but then we're going to pick out these five little instructions. Okay. That I, that just sort of, God just put a little spotlight on them for me. Okay. Instructions for what? How, how do we live and breathe God? Oh gosh. On a daily basis, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Live and breathe God just sounded so, I don't know. What? dramatic oh how do we live and breathe god. breathe god okay <laughs> all right i bless god every chance i get my lungs expand with praise i live and breathe god if things aren't going well hear this and be happy join me in spreading the news together let's get the word out god met me more than halfway he freed me from my anxious fears look at him give him your warmest smile never hide your feelings from him When I was desperate, I called out, and God got me out of a tight spot. God's angels set up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. Hmm. Isn't that nice? It is funny because the good and the bad, we just had a little conversation about that. We did. We did. But you know us. We're not going to stick all serious. and Right. But I, so here's what stood out to me. There were five little things. And the first one is just these beautiful instructions on how we should approach God, which we're always talking about. Like, how do we do this? How do we build this relationship with God, grow deeper in our faith, blah, blah, blah. Well, it says, look at him. And give him your warmest smile. Hmm. I I thought that was the coolest image. Yeah. Because so often we get caught up in, again, these little checks and balances, these rituals. Uh, And again, there's nothing wrong with folding your hands up, you know, in front of your face and bowing your head or getting on your knees to pray. But it doesn't always have to be like that. Right? Like, look up to him. It's so funny you should say that because I've often wondered and I know it's for a posture of humility, but when we pray, why do we curl up in a ball sort of and put our heads down? Mm. And I know that the intent is to show that you are humble. Right. But and reverent. But you know, just think of a child when they go and they want to like talk to their mom yeah, and they hold their hand and they're looking up with a smile on their face. They reach both hands up, you know, like pick me up. Here I am. Here I am. And they have this big smile. Yeah. It was such a beautiful image. So maybe switch it up. Mm -hmm. Yes. There are some times when we are so desperate, we just have to lay face down on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I think, recognizing those moments when when is it appropriate for for the prayer right but taking that time to do a little bit of both one of my favorite things to do is to go out in the morning mm-hmm. and just stand in the sun mm-hmm. with my face up and my body just towards the sun and i I'm, do that too right it's so that's a great place to start start there but i do it across the street when i have gypsy uh-huh and i'm sure because the sun just hits this one great spot. So I just stand there and I like have my eyes closed and I'm just like taking in all the sun and look, and I'm sure people across the street are like, what's that weird lady doing? 
Yeah, but then I'd be like, but also she has good hair. So I'd be out there the next day thinking, does it help? <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> oh, so the second thing it said was never hide your feelings from him. Like, and can you even really? Dude, this actually <laughs> made me laugh. I just thought this was so awesome because it seems so obvious. Like, don't hide your feelings from God. Well, duh, of course. But we do it all the time. Right. I mean, you know, when you work in the church nursery or you're around your littles, little babies, and they're in their diaper and they're potty training. Right. But they go and stand in the corner behind the chair (laughs) and they're pooping in their diaper. And they're standing there and you know exactly what they're doing. Exactly. But they're like, no one can see me here. No one knows I'm back here doing this, what I'm not supposed to do. I was like, that's how I think we are sometimes with God. We're that little toddler potty training, hiding in plain sight in the corner of the room, peeping in our diapers. Yeah, my son and I always say, oh, if you close your eyes, if I can't see you, you can't see me. Right. No, not quite. (laughs) I just think that this is such a hysterical thing. And I think it goes back again to this buttoned up Christianity which is kind of like the prayer posture, you know, like don't just keep your head down and, you know, in a, in a ball, but lift your hands and give them a warm smile. You don't have to always be so buttoned up, like find this joy. And that's what this is. We feel like we have to be so buttoned up before God, where it's so formal, like, Oh Lord, thank you so much for today. It was a hard day. I, I hope tomorrow's better. And it's like, no, sometimes it's like, you know what? Today was just a pile of stuff in the diaper. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, God, we got to talk this out. It was a bad day. You know? I mean, that's what he wants to hear. As my friend Angie will say, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) What happened, God? Come on. (laughs) So, um, talking about being like that with God, I think back into the scripture when it's like, he heard the Israelites crying. He heard their pleas. He mm-hmm. heard their desperation. That's not the word they use in that Bible, but he moved because of their angst. Right. And that's actually the third one that stood out. Call out to him. Mm. Which kind of feels like that should come first. Like call out to him and then don't sh- don't hide your feelings. But I don't know. I didn't write Psalm. 34 so you know uh the writer and me would switch that up but we're not going to go there um yeah call out to me so and when we do be honest about it right we don't i mean we're not buttoned up half the time and he knows it and we still try to you know it's like it's like when you've had the the fight with your kids in the car on the way to church and then but you get to church, and before you walk in the building, everybody is like, all right, let's pull it together, people. Or when you're cussing the person in front of you all the way into the church parking lot. Oh, or yeah. you're, like, angry at the people that are directing the traffic in the church parking lot. <laughs> I know not of what you speak. My- Y'all, just go on out. Just keep going. If you're going to be cussing <laughs> at those poor guys out there sweating, trying to tell you what parking space to go in. It is amazing, though. I have seen some people be so rude to them. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, why don't you get out there and volunteer? I actually have maybe had that conversation. Oh. 
And I was like, hey, so if you can do it better, why don't you come and do that first thing in the morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I already know you're not going to have a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I think another aspect of calling out to him is um, not only do we need to seek him, who do we seek first? Like, what's, he should be our go-to person. That should be the first thing that we do is call out to God. Mm-hmm. But often we don't. You know, we pick up the phone, we phone a friend, or we gossip, or we complain to our husbands, or we, I don't know, we try to solve it ourselves. We, right. we start with self a lot of times. Um, and that is not, it's call out to him. And, and it says in this, I called out and God got me out of a tight spot. It doesn't say I got myself out of a tight spot. Right. <laughs> We're really good at getting ourselves into the tight spot. And then looking and be like, hey, God. Yeah, like, what's wrong? Why here? did you put me here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing. I mean, he must laugh at us all the time. I, I think about that, too. When you were talking earlier about how you have to be truthful and honest oh. with God, I think about, does God just sit there sometimes and we come and we pray to him? And he's like... All right, try again. Yeah. Back. Come back when you're going to say the whole truth. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing but. Oh, my gosh. Well, this one was interesting. It says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. And I really went down, I know y'all will be shocked, a rabbit hole on this one. I can't wait because the taste one is throwing me for a loop a little bit. I know. I know. So I actually journaled an entire page just on tasting God because I wanted to go, I really wanted to pause on that and dig deeper into, okay, what, like, what is this? And so how do we taste God and see how good he is and understand this sort of taste and see illustration that is in scripture a few times. Um, So I went to like, when we taste something, Uh think about it. It's like, a little generous if you've never had something before. People are like, oh, you've never had this? Well, just have a little taste. Uh-huh. You know, like it's like, I'm not going to push this on you. Mm. So just take a little sample okay. and see what you think. Right? And I love that idea of God like inviting us to draw close to him for a moment, to simply try it, to explore his presence, his strength, his mercy, his love, his comfort, whatever it is. It's just this loving invitation. Come and see what you think. How do you feel? See what I have for you. And not not forcing, right? But if we'll take him up on that invitation, he never disappoints. And that that little taste can open our eyes to something we'd never known or experienced before. And then we want more. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, well, I've never had eggplant. It's good. Let me look up more recipes that I can make with eggplant now that I know I like it. And I think that that's kind of what they're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to be intimidated by God. You know, look up at him and smile and tell him the truth, like exactly what you're feeling and call out to him and just just do that a little and see how see his response. Experience that invitation. I thought you were going to say go into the garden because God made all the vegetables and fruits and then taste that. I mean, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yours is so much better. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he did make all those things or create all those things that we still enjoy. 
Yeah, I don't know, though. Y'all, if you have tomato plants this year, they're not doing well, right? Oh. I didn't even try because the squirrels always eat mine. So I just like was like, whatever, I'm just buying them at the store. Right. Yeah. I'm not even. Yeah. I'm barely keeping my basil alive this summer. Oh, and you're good at basil. I know. You're like the basil whisperer. I know. Man. I'm just not paying really good attention to it. Well, so what do you think about that? The taste in sea? So I think the sea we talk about all the time. Yeah. You know, it, and it's a more intimate experience when you um because tasting is something an action on your own and that's something you have to do personally i can't give you the tomato and say how was that i have to know for myself so i think it's a more personal experience which i love and because we say all the time you cannot go to sunday service and assume that you are knowing and experiencing god at in full context right and until you taste and see on your own will you ever experience the full context you could tell me about italy you could tell me all about how amazing it was and your pictures were great i still don't know how it tastes that's so true (laughs) yet yet Yet. well and i think too like church and other people and small groups and community are so important because you know if if you've never tasted something like i've seen this with my kids if we're tasting something together for the first time, like a new sauce or whatever, they might know I have more courage to taste it that first time. And then they look to me and they're like, is it, what do you think? Well, I like it. Yeah. You know? And, um, that's what we are for other people. We are, we can be those people who have tasted before. Um, and so there are those that are looking to us mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what, what do you think? Is it, is it good? You know, what have you experienced? And so I think there's just such a really cool, it's such a cool and beautiful illustration of God's invitation to us. Um, and then the last one before okay. we run out of time is worship him. Mm. And it says, worship God if you want the best, because worship opens doors to all his goodness. And I just love that. I mean, I feel like, all of these things that it talks about leads to this culmination and define what worship really is. You know, looking up to him with a warm smile, calling out to him, mm-hmm. giving him everything, you know, all the truth, all the feels from your heart. Mm. And then truly like accepting that invitation and taste and see what he has to offer. That is all a form of worship. Yeah, I mean, worship is, for people, is so different. Yes. You know, for like your outdoorsy person, worshiping God is going out into the, you know, wilderness and just Mm -hmm. being with Him and just probably internally talking to Him and experiencing Him. That's right. And working through stuff, you know. For other people, it's rocking out in the front row of church. Absolutely. Hands in the air, Mm -hmm. hips are shaking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And... And I think exploring what your form of worship, you know, that brings you closer to God. It doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be what everyone else does. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be buttoned up or it can be a little bit more. I mean, I think as we grow more confident and closer to God, we become a little more unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is really how Jesus was. Yes. A little unbuttoned. He was... um. 
the ultimate rule breaker. Oh, and that's gosh. actually what we're going to talk about next week. Oh, I should probably be an expert on this. I know. <laughs> we're going to talk about how Jesus broke so many rules for love. Oh, I'll, I'll work on that part. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not out of bitterness, not out of anger, but for love. But we're going to explore all the rules he broke for love. I so. love it. That's a great idea. In the meantime, we hope that you'll consider some worship and looking up and smiling at God and some of these five things that we've explored today. So thanks for joining us this week on The Center in the Center.